0: Everybody, back in tunes. It's uh, finally getting going with the new season. I, we stumbled a little bit. I kind of got uh, what do we call it? Uh, d- just tired of it for a little bit. I, I had all these podcasts going. and I was like, I, I have no time for anything else. I can't watch anything for my own enjoyment. I'm always watching stuff for the shows. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, 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 about the, <laughs> right. sorry about the delay, everybody. I'm Michael. That's Jacob. And uh, I guess we're what? Officially into season six of Back in Tunes.
1: Oh, good lord. I know, oh right?
0: Well, we started oh, uh, February 2014, our first episode. Well, actually, that's right. I forgot. You weren't even there for the first two, I don't think.
1: I did no. uh, rock
0: and Wrestling, and then I think I did Masters of the Universe. I don't know if I did that one with you. And then you and I did Real <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters when Harold Ramis
1: died. Uh, Yeah, we did discuss that when that was us. But the first
0: two episodes, no, dang it, I wasn't there. Yeah, the first couple. And then we had a lot lot of fill-ins for a while because you were working a bunch. But essentially it's just been you and I for most of the last three seasons. Um, The big difference in season six is going to be uh, Jacob and I are going to be focusing on – well, this one right here is about Hanna-Barbera in the 60s. We're not going to discuss every cartoon in the 60s because it's insane. There's some shows I pulled out because we can discuss them further in other episodes. Uh, but for the most part, we're going to be working our way up through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And basically, once those are done, I'm, I'm closing the door on those. That's probably most of this season, if not the whole season. And then uh, then from there on out, it's 90s and 2000s.
1: Right. I mean, this uh, the Hannah Barbera's catalog was just... Insanely huge. It was as yeah. it was as big as Golden Globus. But there's that difference is there's quality.
0: you What between the two? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I could look at some of the Hanna Barbera stuff and I was like,
1: <sighs> well, it's just it, damn. No, I can very, well, now. it's very formula. <laughs>
0: it's it, it, a lot of the stuff. It just it is it, hard to tell. I loved it when I was a kid, but as I'm getting older, it's, it, I'm starting to pick which ones I prefer and some it just seem like crap. Yeah, picture Pictures. Right. What they're legendary for making what like 60 movies in one year in 1986. Most of them released on one screen and didn't go anywhere. I don't even know what the point was. Maybe they're just trying to legitimize it and send it straight to video. I don't know. Canon Pictures is weird. They only had like three yeah, or four years in, uh, uh, when they're like really making a lot of movies. And, you know, I was looking through the catalog and I was like, sweet Jesus, we can't. I, I thought we were going to maybe do like two episodes about the 60s, two episodes about, about episodes about the 70s, but like there's so much to watch. So I looked at Wikipedia and I showed it to you, and we're both like jaw on the floor. I didn't realize there were so
1: many. Jinkies! I know. My gosh. Um, Of course, the ones I'm familiar with were the ones I grew up watching. You know, like early in the morning. This is before Boomerang. You know, I watched these before Boomerang. Okay, let's get one thing straight. Okay. Yeah. All you you young kids
0: who are newfangled Boomerang, we didn't have that. Hell, I didn't have the Cartoon Network. I didn't get the Cartoon Network until. 2002, maybe? Oh, wow. I know. I lived in a small town in Indiana. It wasn't exactly... The only reason I knew about it before was because I had a friend who lived in Fort Wayne and I would stay there every once in a while and watch Cartoon Network. I'm not kidding you. I would watch Cartoon like for eight hours straight. And he was like, what did you do today? Because he'd like go to work and I'd just hang out at his place. I don't know, just watch cartoons. Are you kidding? Yeah,
1: I just want to watch cartoons all day. I've <laughs> seen any of this oh. stuff in forever. Oh, of course, yeah. But I mean, well, with Cartoon Network and what they had going, yeah, no, there was. You know, a lot of quality animation to it. A lot of Jimmy Tartakovsky cartoons. Yeah. You know, Johnny Bravo. There was also Oh gosh. Oh, they, they, they did bring back Secret Squirrel. That's another Hanna Barbera one. Right. And uh, they would have like little shorts in between. Well, I think
0: a lot of and, it, cause of Harvey Birdman really helped a lot of people from your generation discover these old cartoons as well.
1: Yes, okay. Harvey Birdman is turning it law off. <laughs> 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 Who
0: is the man in the suit? Who is the cat with the beak? <laughs> I can't sing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, cold no. hey! But actually, <laughs> oddly enough, like I would watch the cartoons like late at night and early in the morning. They would play like old reruns. Like that's how I knew of the original yeah. Space Ghost and I- Hardy Birdman before I watched uh, Adult Swim.
0: When I was a kid. Oh God, before I get too far, the rest, the rest of the thing we're always going to talk about. So the this new season. There's a thing we're going to be doing. We're going to be handing the show off to someone else for a little while. They're going to take over and do anime stuff. Ooh. We're going to do the Hanna-Barbera cartoons where we'll take a break. We'll do some movie stuff and comic book stuff, come back. But he, I don't know anything about anime. I barely know. I mean, we've done a few episodes, but for the most part, I don't know it. He really knows it, and he has a lot of friends who really know it. So um, the last couple seasons of this show... Um, He's going to be filling in and doing anime shows. And then my friend Ron, who was a guest a lot in the beginning, um, he's going to be doing some of the cutesy cartoons from the 80s and 90s. You know, like the Hug a Bunch and the Rainbow Bride and the Wuzzles and stuff like that. Because he used to just watch that stuff all the time with his sister. Uh, So he's going to come and fill in. I think I might get my sister to come in for a few. And um, you're going to notice a little bit different sound. Um, hopefully soon I get a new recorder because you'll notice it's been flat the last couple of years. Also, uh, going to be adding in like sound clips from commercials and, and little gags here and there. Just trying to boost the sound. I'm kind of tired of doing this half-ass. That's probably the reason why I wanted to walk away too, is just kind of rethink where I'm going with this. But, uh, for the most part, you and I talked about it last year. It's time to maybe start wrapping things up and turning all of our shows into one show. You know, where we discuss all the stuff. Because we have separate one for comics. We have one for cartoons, movies, trashy movies. Um, we we're talking about doing one for, rock like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. It's just getting too many shows. And I have a full-time job, and it's just getting overwhelming. I'm not getting paid for this shit. So, you know, just kind of thinking about
1: where that's going to go. Right. And it is it's completely understandable. And, of course, we end up going on a little chances to talk about other subjects, sadly.
0: Yeah, we do that a lot. <laughs> From so time to time. Um, so, basically, I'm going to run through the shows. There's a few of them that are from the 50s, so I'll throw that in there. Um, the very first, Basically, if you don't know, Hanna-Barbera um, basically stopped doing the Tom and Jerry cartoons for MGM. They lost interest. They start packaging them up, putting them on television. And MGM and uh, Warner Brothers, all those guys started to realize, hey, we just have all this whole catalog. We can just repackage it and set it on TV. Kids watch them over and over and over. We don't really need to be spending the money on new stuff. And I think MGM was the first to shut down, though they did come back twice with uh, that one weird year where Gene Deitch did it, where it was, it was shot in, like, I think Prague. And then there's the whole season with uh, Chuck Jones taking over Tom and Jerry for a year. And uh, those are beautiful, but they're not very funny. But so, so Hanna-Barbera didn't really have anywhere to go, and they were like, well, why don't we just do animation on a very, very limited budget, send it to the networks... And I think if I remember correctly, the budget for the very first cartoon was like twenty five hundred dollars.
1: Oh wow, that was it. Even yeah. for animation back then even. Yeah, well I mean I think that really was small. I th-
0: yeah, I don't know if that was a full episode or if it was just the first test, like you know, seven minutes, whatever. That's dirt cheap. It kind of looks like I don't even remember the show, the Rough And Ready show. I've heard of it, but I don't remember it at all. That's the it was on for years. It was on for seven years. I, I twelve episodes. How's that even possible?
1: I don't know, but they managed to do it somehow. One episode Just, a year? <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit bonkers. Who yeah. knows? Maybe because they... Well, I don't know. Well, animation was like starting to get like a lot of recognition as it was building up. And Hanna-Barbera, I think, had a huge hand in that. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they basically ran animation for decades. There's a few guys who come in here and there. But for the most part, Hanna-Barbera was king of animation until probably... Late 60s, when other guys started coming in, you know, they shut down their division, like Terry Toons came to television. Um, oh, yeah. UPA came to television. Um, what's the guy? Why am I forgetting it all of a sudden? Uh, uh, Jay Ward. You know, he really revolutionized. Yeah, there's,
1: there's Jay Ward, and then there's yeah. Tex Avery.
0: When Tex Avery really never did anything for uh, television, the only thing he ever did was Quickie Kowali, which was a 1980 cartoon, and he only, I think, uh, wrote the basic plot and designed the characters, and then he died. That's the only other thing he mm. did for television. Besides, he did commercials, though.
1: Well, there was droopy.
0: Yeah, but that was cinematic. That was Those were all theater shows. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they got repacked. Oh, but Yeah,
0: so it's, it's harder for even my generation to tell because we got some of these repacks, and then there's companies that were confusing, like... Patty Freeling was kind of doing the Pink Panther cartoons for the theater, but they were also wow. like putting them on television. So they had like 12 series going at once, which we're going to cover probably in a few episodes. The, the, the studio before Marvel bought them um, is it just got kind of confusing for a while there. So this is everything from Hanna-Barbera um, after Tom and Jerry went straight to television. So these are the series we're going to kind of just touch upon all of them, what we thought, if we remember anything about them, because some of these are a little obscure. But uh, the big one, the one that broke them out, uh, was the Huckleberry Hound show, which I think everybody remembers now.
1: Oh, God, yes. Dear old little Huckleberry Hound. Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> <laughs> With that little lazy accent and that sleepy voice of his. Yeah. Yeah, he always managed to get shit done.
0: He always seemed like the cartoon version of Andy Griffith.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you were to equate, if, they, if there was going to be a little team-up, yeah, then yeah, it would definitely be those two.
0: The uh, Yogi Bear show started off in Huckleberry Island, but was so phenomenal that uh, it got its own series. And we're going to hold off on that one, because there's a lot to discuss, because there's a ton of Yogi Bear spinoffs, plus the live-action movie, the continuation years later. So we're going to hold off on Yogi Bear. So I'm going to go to the next one, and the Quick
1: Draw McGraw Show. <laughs> All right. Quick Drama to grow. oh yes. Oh, where he, there are times where he'd just be uh, dressed up as El Cabone. Yeah. You know, with the El end, his guitar would be his weapon. I don't know why. What El Cazinger, the champion of the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's when Snagglepuss got involved. <laughs> the
0: uh, I always remember when I think of Quick Drama grow. you're not even going to remember this, but uh, the band House of Pain. Everybody knows that one song that they had, Jump Around. But they had another one called Shamrocks and Shenanigans. And one of the lines in it is, Quick on the draw, like the horse Ned McGraw from the cartoon. Boom, shall Luck boom. First off, the cartoon's not called Boom, shall lock, lock boom. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from.
1: It's, I don't know, but it rhymed, and it managed to work with them. They liked yeah. it.
0: Augie <laughs> uh, Doggy and yeah. Doggy, Doggy Daddy is one of my mom's favorites. In fact, we have a magnet somewhere around here with Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. And uh, not a household character I I would say but um, fondly remembered by people who really dug Quick Draw McGraw that was on actually not very long it was only on for three seasons
1: oh wow Um, it was a very short-lived cartoon
0: yeah Flintstones we covered with the Jetsons like three years ago oh yes Uh, Yogi Bear of course uh, had two spinoffs from him that we love um, Snagglepuss, which we always say, exit stage left.
1: Well, what do you say to that? What do you say to that?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Baby, yo, yeah, oh, baby, oh, yo. out there, baby, yo.
0: Oh. I was looking at all the cartoon characters they had our bear Designed, and I was like, did they have a deal with Men's Warehouse? Because everybody has, like, fancy tux tie, or just, you know, and is there, they're dressed in, they got cufflinks and stuff like that. It's just kind of funny, it's just like, did they have a problem with naked animals on television? <laughs>
1: I don't know, I guess they just wanted to give them some personality. I mean, yeah. You look yes. at Top Cat. He looks like he could be rich, but he's not. He's a real cheapskate and he yeah. kind of, you know, screws everybody over. He's a, he's a con man. Top He'd Cat br- is a douchebag version of Heathcliff. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a, he's
0: a phenomenon in Mexico. It was only on for 30 episodes, but it was a phenomenon. And there was a movie, uh, maybe three or four years ago that was made specifically for, um, Mexico. And it did get, oh, wow. re- it did get released direct to video here, but it was in theaters there. And I think it did okay. Just like the Woody Woodpecker show, uh, Woody Woodpecker is a phenomenon in South America, but not really so much here. People kind of forgot about Woody Woodpecker. And I think it ended up as a Netflix exclusive or a Netflix debut, or whatever. It's uh, not
1: very good. Hmm. Yeah. No, it definitely could have been better. I feel like it does drag on. It's like one of those slow-paced kids films.
0: Yeah, a lot of these characters sound alike because Dawes Butler was basically the main guy doing all the voices. So they, they, I, I get confused on who sounds like what. Like Wally Gator, I get him and his voice confused. because
1: it's the same guy. It's the same guy. They have the same thing, and they say "Heavens to" "Heavens to Magatroid." <laughs> Or heaven's the Birkenstock. <laughs> um, I
0: don't remember Touche Turtle and Dum Dum, but I do remember Lippy the Lion and Hardy Har Har. And mm. let's, let's move on because that sucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I wanted to mention? Yaki yeah. uh, Yacky Duel. And that was a spinoff. Oh, yeah. From sorry. I went Jack- right a lot, that. Ca- a lot of these famous characters did get spinoffs yeah, yeah. from uh, all these big shows.
0: I can't do yakki doodles. How do you do the you, – you've done it before, right? Because you, you, you did it for uh, Donald Duck.
1: Only when he gets angry. Yeah. Like this, I just go oh, – okay. like that. That's it. That's a really, That's really hard voice to do. I don't understand I how know. people do that. I have to practice it. But oh my god, yakki doodle, I swear. <laughs> he riddles you with guilt. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't help it. He's just so cute. He's adorable. And then when he finds out he's actually on the menu for Tom uh-huh. and he thinks Tom's his mom the whole time. All of a sudden, he's about to jump in the water, and then Tom's like, no! Okay, so I didn't know that. Ready. That was
0: actually in my mind. Yakky Doodle is spun off from Tom and Jerry.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't know. I
0: just thought it was similar. I was like, oh, they just did two duck characters. I never knew what the character was in the Tom and Jerry. I feel kind of stupid now.
1: Oh, yeah. But honestly, you know, I think what Yakky Doodle could do, like, he has such an influence. I, they just needed to send him in an Avengers, and everything would have been undone. That's <laughs> it. They didn't need to fight Thanos. Does you just get Yaki Doodle involved. <laughs> yeah. And then just, like, riddle him with guilt and, you know, make him make Thanos think, oh, God. He reminds me of Gamora. I'm so sorry, Yakky. I'll <laughs> never make that mistake. I yeah. love you. Um, now! And then they get the glove and-, <laughs> and he's dead. God, yes, I can't, Doodle.
0: I can't believe there's people that are, are so jaded and cynical and just dead inside. They're like, yeah, when that Avengers movie comes out, I'm going to reveal all the secrets on all, all social media. Because uh, I'm a dick. I'm broken inside. I'm hurting.
1: Yeah. Thankfully, I don't haven't seen any. Yeah. Um, hey, just don't do it. You'll get... There, there, will be a, there will be a post. This man was killed because he spoiled Avengers.
0: For years, I got confused on Magilla Gorilla and Grape Ape. Though they're a decade apart. Magilla Gorilla. He wears a suit. Oh, yeah. Grape Ape wears Ape huh? a cuffs, too, right? A little tie?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, there's something going on, man. Uh, uh, what's what's another clothing place? How to do some sort of deal? At least Sears. Sears is like, yeah, we'll we'll do a special line of Hanna Barbera ties for you.
1: There you go. It's the <laughs> gorilla collection. Uh, pumpkin, <laughs> you push, imagine
0: pumpkin push and Mushmouth. I don't remember that. Ricochet rabbit and Droopalong. Which is the one Ooh. where it was? I hate those mises to pieces. What is that from? It's bugging me.
1: Oh my god, I could not remember that one. I remember. Uh, the Ant Hill Gang uh, from Penelope Pitstop. There's uh, wacky races. I'm looking this up right now. I hate those measles. <laughs> <that are laughs> I, I don't know.
0: Oh, oh but okay. I just, I, just I just went right past it. It is from a, Hannah uh, Barber. It's from Pixie and Dixie and Mr. Jinx.
1: Pixie, Dixie, Yeah, Dixie. I
0: passed that a little bit ago, I think. It was part of... It was part of the Huckleberry Hound Show.
1: Oh, okay. oh, God, yeah. Another little spinoff from Huck. uh Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, Ricky, they had so much material.
0: Ricochet, Rabbit, and Droopalong, I thought had a lot of potential. I, see, I just – okay, so I got this big collection of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons from uh, Warner Brothers. They packaged all the – do you remember? It's like the, the best of the 70s, the 70 Saturday morning, 80 Saturday morning. There was like five or six collections of those. Well, they, they went out of print a couple years ago, but they decided to reissue it in one massive set, and I got it on hmm. – Right before Christmas, for like 35 bucks, And I gotta tell you... Nice! Yeah, it's, it's kind of a sampler of all of them. It's kind of nice. It's like an archive. Some of these shows are really hard to find.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Like, even what you just mentioned, I didn't even know that. And, of course, uh, some of the collections I went through, I went through some of, like, you know, Tor and... Um, the Mighty Mitor! I know. who. pretty much like a caveman version of He-Man. Yeah. And then there's, of course, Captain Caveman...
0: Which we'll and then discuss the in the hair next bear Yeah, I love a lot, Yeah, A lot of those are from the 70s and 80s. We'll get to those. I love Captain Caveman. Um, I don't know how he got his voice to do that. Holy crap, I would strip my throat so well. Captain Caveman! But like ten times that. And <coughs> like, oh my god.
1: I know, Sarah like he had to take a break for a week after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Peter Potamus' show. Johnny Quest was in there. We didn't discuss Johnny Quest. Uh, because oh, we did that. Quest. We did that really early on. I think in the first year, maybe the second season. Um,
1: yes, we discussed that in the 90s. Uh, yeah, iterations. I prefer
0: the 90s version. Um, Peter Potamus' show was after that. That... Uh, I remember only know Peter Potamus from Harvey Birdman as the idiot, like, office worker with him. (laughs) He is the equivalent. What's the big guy on The Office? The one who talks like Oh, uh, Kevin? Kevin. Peter Potamus is the equivalent of Kevin on Harvey Birdman.
1: (laughs) I can can see
0: Peter Potamus pouring chili all over the place.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Or just being in a drummer at a band
0: um after that no i loved this one i saw reruns of it i also watched the new episodes the adam ant secret squirrel show is so awesome i don't so much like the shows that were combined with it like hillbilly bears i could i could do without you know squidly diddly i don't even remember that precious pub winsome witch i don't remember any of these
1: but adam Mm. ant and secret squirrel are fucking awesome Oh, God, yes. Uh, Secret Squirrel's little uh, sidekick, Marco Mole. You know, uh, there was a couple different voice actors within that decade for, for Secret Squirrel. Yeah? It sounded He sounded awfully similar to Daffy Duck, and he also sounded uh, – then they just changed his voice up a couple times. I'm like, did they think kids weren't going to notice? Well, no, I'm going to notice. Oh, okay, there. so
0: yeah, it's it's Mel Blanc. Well, of course it sounds like Daffy Duck because it's the same oh, guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's why I know that there's new episodes. Two Stupid Dogs, which we'll get to one of these days. That's when they brought Secret Squirrel back because I knew that I had made a comeback and I would seen uh, more uh, recent episodes. And Paul Frees, one of my, Paul Frees and Dawes Butler were heavy in voice animation, and not a lot of people really give them a lot of credits. Always Blanc, mel block, mel block, mel block. Paul Frees has my favorite, absolute favorite animated voice.
1: Which one was that one?
0: Uh, it's gonna, it's strange. It's so fucking obscure. It was a one-time-only cartoon. And it was Chuck oh Jones, I think it was one of his very last uh, of MGM cartoons, and it was called The Bear Who Wasn't a Bear. I think I've told you about this before, about a bear who goes into hibernation, wakes up to find a factory has been built around his cave. He walks in, and all of a sudden some guys go, what are you doing standing around there? Here, uh, come to the break room. And he they gives him a coffee and a cigarette, and gives him a tie, he starts working there, and he's like, I, I'm just a bear. I don't, I don't have to have a job. He goes, that's ridiculous. You're just a silly, unshaven man. Uh, now get back to work. And he's just like, I no, seriously, I'm a bear. And then he takes, takes him up to the office. He goes, you're just a silly man with delusional, you know, problems. You are, uh, you're not a bear. And it just keeps going and going. Gets more ridiculous as it goes on. It's my favorite cartoon. But Paul Freeze does the voice of him. And, and if you look him up, he did a lot of. Uh, Like, sketch comedy stuff, voiceover work, did trailers. Um, Seriously underrated. Uh, Yeah, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that he was known for. Um, This is the last show. Now, everybody knows that Hanna-Barbera is owned by Warner Brothers now, but for a long time, it wasn't. They made a deal with Screen Gems to distribute their stuff. And... um, I think it was in the mid '60s is when they finally said, "Well, we're going to go in a different direction," and they they stopped working with Screen Gems. Screen Gems was Sony's uh, TV, not Sony's, Columbia's TV division.
1: Right. Okay. And we see Screen Gems out.
0: now. It, it got revived about what 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Now they mostly do just like horror movies, which is weird because they're known for animation and, and sitcoms and
1: yeah. <laughs> now they've just gone into horror. It's like, oh yeah. well, we'll just sell out a little bit. But will make some good horror. Right?
0: I, I, I want to see where, I'm looking at Paul Freeze up right now, and they're not giving me a, like a definitive list of what he did that isn't a nightmare to get through. But he was the man of a thousand voices. And that's all his regular acting, his film. Come on, voice, 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 voice.
1: Oh, God, give me an answer! Yeah,
0: Rocky, <laughs> Bowen, oh, he was Boris. I'm Boris in the dash shot. Uh, Woody Woodpecker Show, um, The Flintstones, he was Mr. Granite, Um, Dick Tracy, Calvin the Colonel, I don't know Calvin the Colonel, The Alvin Show, Crazy Cat, Magoo, but no, he always seemed to be like a side character, he didn't seem to be the main character, which he was Ben Grimm in the Fantastic Four cartoon, Um, yeah, I'm going to throw a clip in with this because I want you guys to know how amazing he was. He play, he was in the Return of the King, huh? Um, where, was oh. I? where was I? What were we talking about? Who did who did voice in Return of the King? Uh, just random characters, but Elrond was probably his biggest character. Oh okay. Um, Sinbad Junior and his magic belt, which is more action oriented. Uh, that was actually pretty decent. I didn't really hate that. Right.
1: There was also one of Moby Dick. They did that.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not going to mention the ones from Larry Harmon. Larry Harmon did uh, like the Three Stooges and Laurel and Hardy and stuff like that. And, and then they were distributed with Hanna-Barbera, but they're not specifically theirs. They don't own the rights. Uh, Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles is awesome. It is a, it, it started the trend of the characters being in a band, which we would see for like the next 20 years is like, oh, every single TV show from Hanna-Barbera, either they were detectives Or they were in a band, and every once in a blue moon, they were both.
1: Exactly. Just like Jesse and the Pussycats, there was Faint Face, Jabberjaw, all those people. Uh, I think
0: Speed... uh, What's one? Not Speed Buggy. It was uh, Goober and the Ghost Chasers, I think they were in a band. It just kept going and going. There was a lot of them. Um, Because kids love the rock and roll. Now it would be all people in a... (laughs) It would be one character in a room with a computer making EDM music.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, just using electronic... Mm-hmm. eats
0: you know what do you still and... have are there still three kids in a garage just rocking out I, I don't think that even happens anymore i think that died off about a decade ago
1: i don't know hopefully it's st- hopefully it's still lingering around somewhere rock and roll
0: will never die hand me a burger and surprise
1: <laughs> that's what it's a funny thing i actually just had a cheeseburger a little uh, while ago. Yes. uh space and ghost style.
0: and dino boy space ghost we discussed oh, yes. a few years ago um Dino Boy, eh, I could do without that one for the rest of my life.
1: Then there was, what, uh, Dino Dynamo- Of course, we had Scooby-Doo. Cannot forget Scooby-Doo.
0: Yes, yes, it's coming up in 69, which we're going to discuss this Halloween. We've been putting it off forever. Uh, Space Cadets, God, I don't even, I have no memory of this whatsoever. Uh, I'm going to look at this real quick, because I think it was in that collection, but it was paired with something else. Of oh, course. Oh, thank you, Wikipedia, for not having a picture,
1: you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know, somebody uh, could find the picture somehow, some way. And uh, Please
0: upload it. Birdman, the Galaxy Trio. That oh, was yes. Great. Birdman is paired perfectly with Blue Falcon and Space Ghost. Oh. They're all just, like, so cool designs. Alex Toth did uh, the design work on them. He's severely underrated. He did uh, just amazing, clean design in his uh, artwork.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was the one behind all that. Especially when didn't he also have a hand in the Defenders of the Earth?
0: Um, you know, if it, if he did, it was really towards the end of his life. I don't know, because I feel like uh, no one really hired him for anything in the 80s. I'm gonna look that up right now. Alex Toth, I uh, died in two, oh, he died a lot later than I thought he did. 2006. He designed Sea Lab 2021, Harvey Birdman. Well, the, you know, because it's in Harvey Birdman, the Herculoids, uh, Space Ghost, Super Friends. A lot of comic book work. Um, come on, give me a—that's oh, a bibliography. I don't need a bibliography. God, he did a lot of comics. Holy shit, I didn't know that. He did a Hot Wheels comic. That's pretty cool. Oh wow! Wow, he died. He Wheels, died at his drawing table. That's poetic, right there. I have—that's amazing. I mean, not that I'm glad he's dead, but if you gotta die, you gotta do it while you're, you know,
1: kicking ass. Oh yes.
0: Not like cranking one out in the bathroom and you have a heart attack and they find you with your pants around your ankles.
1: Oh no no no! Or, or like in Monty Python and then just to, just as the monsters seem to grab hit heroes, the just suffered a heart attack. <laughs> I always just think <laughs> of Elvis.
0: He just yeah, you know, he's a massive
1: duke. <laughs> he, and he, his
0: strain killed him.
1: Oh my god! I, I can't do that. Actually, that's actually what happened.
0: Yeah, he he, he was taking so many pills. That uh, he got severely constipated and he couldn't go. And the strain just gave him a heart attack.
1: Oh. Right. Crazy. Awful.
0: Um, Herculoids. Where are we at anyway? We've got to be like a half hour into this. Oh, wow. We're not even at a half hour. We are going to do all the 60s. There's no part two to this. Awesome. Herculoids is so insanely good. Um, I For years, I got this confused with... Um...
1: Thunder the Barbarian. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I don't know why my brain just disappeared for a minute. Uh, I got Save the two confused. Actors. Well, see, a lot of these got rerun over and over and over. They got repackaged for over a decade. And I think I had seen the very end of Herculoids, but then that's when uh, Thunder debuted. And I remember Shmoo was combined with, uh, God, for a little bit it was Fred and Barney. They were detectives. And um, they had the Shmoo helping them in their cases because it could change into anything. And then I think it was right. Space Ghost and Schmoo, and then Schmoo and the Thing. There's so many repackages of all this stuff.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Wait, was that what the Blob's name was? Was Shmoo? Shmoo? Yeah. What? The, okay, so he could actually turn into things. He was a giant floating amoeba. Basically, yeah. He was, a, like, he I was know, the, like he was the Blob, but didn't eat people. <laughs> he was actually nice and goofy. It's like yeah. he was pretty much. That one uh, superhero where everybody asks, "What the hell do you do, man?
0: Yeah, why are you here, man? See what he does.
1: Why are you this talking to should... me, man? <laughs> <laughs> like how old Aquaman used to be, just riding dolphins, yeah. jet skiing on fucking dolphins. Fucking plain metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no. Uh, again, <laughs> you, know, like you know, you know, no, no, I know what it was.
0: <laughs> you know what Aquaman was listening to? What? holy diver, <laughs> <laughs> you <can> see his holy diver where he's like, uh, you see the tiger, you know that he's clean. Don't you know what I mean? I'm like, no, Dio. Right. Nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> you can see his stripes,
1: but you know it's clean. What, does that, man.
0: what does that mean? I don't understand. You see his stripes. You know he's clean. It's Ronnie James Geo, yeah, man. Oh, All All right, whatever. Amazing voice. Yes. Uh, kind of confusing. Um, uh, Shazam. Um, I've seen it. Uh, that's the wizard one. I think this is where people get confused because lately I've been hearing, wasn't Shazam the wizard? And I go, well, yeah. And he goes, didn't he like, grant people wishes? No. What are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, it was an old cartoon. And I was like, no, Shazam he was, was a in genie. A... Shazam was in a cartoon. And then I looked this up and I was like, I forgot that Shazam was a thing. But then people get confused because there's a the movie Kazam, and then there's that weird uh, Mandela effect where they think that uh, – um, not Bernie Mac. Um, you know, he was in uh, Jingle All the Way, first kid, uh, house guest. Sinbad. Sinbad. What? That's funny. Sinbad, <laughs> another cartoon character. Sinbad starred in a movie called Shazam. So
1: it's weird. Right. Oh, God, yeah, I know what you mean. Speaking of Shazam, I have to tell you about that. I did see that.
0: Yeah, what'd you think?
1: Oh my god, I loved it. It definitely was more along the lines of a uh, kind of kid oriented, but then again, that's kind of the point. I mean, the main character's kid, along with his uh, siblings. Yeah, his adoptive siblings. Well, it's good. So, I've heard good things. But they do mention Black Adam.
0: They're still not. They're still not. They did. They mentioned Black Adam because I've heard that he's not going to be in mm-hmm. part two, which is frustrating because they've been talking about it forever.
1: No, no, no. They're definitely gonna get the ball rolling on Black Adam. Uh, the Rock even said it like on an Instagram video after it was a huge success. Like you know, does his whole little uh, speech talking about playing Black Adam. He was even a producer on the movie Shazam. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. Well, he wanted to give Black Adam his own movie because there's two different origin stories.
0: Yeah.
1: And well, what they mentioned in Shazam, you know, Jumon Hanzo who plays the wizard, he says we had a champion once, but he used his powers for revenge.
0: Okay. And you see all.
1: Yeah. So you see that. It definitely delves into the world of Shazam too, how he has to hold back and fight against the seven deadly sins. And of course there's Dr. Savannah who's pretty much just like not only getting back his oof, excuse me. Getting back his dear old dad for telling him he's nothing but a piece of shit his whole life, but he also wants to take over the world. And to prove that he can be something. <laughs> and Marcus Strong, gotta love Marcus Strong. Oh
0: yeah. He was how many comic book movies is
1: that dude gonna be in? Well, he was Sinestro, and he was a perfect Sinestro. Yeah, but he's also the lie. Kingsmen,
0: which are based on comic books. Oh
1: yes, that's right, where he's uh who did he play? Merlin? Is that
0: the, well, I guess so. I didn't really think about the, what the character I can't remember what the character's name was.
1: Yeah, he was Merlin. Okay. And now he is Dr. Savannah. But yeah, there's two post credit scenes. They're both ridiculously funny.
0: And you know what? <laughs> uh, he's also Moriarty, I forgot. the Sherlock Holmes, that's not comic book, but it almost feels comic booky.
1: Oh, in the TV show? No, or, wait, he uh, wasn't Moriarty.
0: He was not Moriarty. That's uh, someone else. That was part two. Uh, he's a villain yeah. in the first Sherlock Holmes movie. Yes,
1: he is. Um, okay, Thank back you. to
0: cartoons. So, uh, Okay, we already mentioned Moby Dick and Mighty Mitor. Um Mighty Mytor, isn't that the one who ended up as a judge on Harvey Birdman? Birdy Birdman!
1: murder Birdman! Yeah, he did. He had to appear somewhere. And pretty much any Hanna barbera character yeah. had to pop up in Harvey I, Burman. I love Harvey Burman. I heard it came back, and I want to watch it. Okay, hopefully it does. I'm going to have to give it a watch now. Because after watching that one episode with, um, what was the stunt car's name again?
0: Uh, Well, there's the one with, um, not Knievel. We just did it. We just did this, like, a month ago. I know. Why can't I remember? Uh, Evil Knievel. Devlin. It was Devlin. Where Devil he has a him. finger, has a is, finger yeah. out of his fucking ear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he beats the crap out of him, and he's like, yep, still can't feel it. i through all sorts of pain in my life, kid. <laughs> uh,
0: banana splits hour. But it's legal for the banana splits. It's weird. This is their hybrid show where it's animation mixed with animation. Um, so there's a segment at the beginning segment at the end. That's all live action. The banana splits and then danger Island with a very young Jan, Michael Vincent rest in peace. Um, and then, uh, I saw the Arabian nights and I saw three musketeers. It says micro Adventures. I don't remember micro Adventures. I thought the three musketeers was pretty cool. Actually, you know what? Arabian nights is pretty cool too.
1: No, I already, yeah, no, I always enjoyed three musketeers. That was when I remembered fondly from banana splits that, and of course my mom loved watching it. So she'd watch it with us, and there was something I was gonna say. Oh gosh. Well, Boomerang. uh, I was so glad when they brought when Boomerang came around. It was just strictly nothing but classics. That's all it would premiere. was Just all these old reruns, all these old shows. Basically, got how I knew of some of the old cartoons. Even my mom and dad would like point it out. And I'm like, well, when are they gonna put on Speed Racer? Damn it.
0: (laughs) Um. The Adventures of Gulliver. The Adventures of Gulliver is another one of those kind of more adventure, more realistic. Um, That one's not bad, but it's not my. uh, If I had to make a choice, I would leave that one behind. Hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely was more along the lines of the imaginative stuff. But also, what kind of kept it more relevant uh, going out throughout the decades uh, was pretty funny, which is what I think we should discuss in the next one. Was the kid versions of all these classics? Yeah, like there were well tom and jerry kids right there's a kid uh and pop
0: names, names could we do, can we do? The, um, you, you said flintstone kids is a muppet babies could even be included sort of it's not Hanna barbera but it's uh you know a spin-off version where the kids and then the reason all those cartoons exist is because uh muppet babies was a phenomenon and all of a sudden everybody started looking at their catalog like what else can we do what was there any others for their kids i know there's i'm not talking about baby looney tunes there's no fucking way i'm doing that graph um I feel like there's another one in there that we, we missed, but um, so that's kind of the end of it. There, there's a few more in the 60s I want to discuss, but they all go together. Uh, Wacky Races, The Perils of Penelope Pit Stop, and Dastardly oh, and yes. and Their Flying Machines. Now those all go together, so that's like a whole episode all itself. Um, Catanooga Cats is the last one from the 60s, and I don't know anything about that one. I looked it up. I don't recognize it at all. And somehow I missed this in doing my research and I apologize. God, I'm looking at the art it doesn't even look like Hanna-Barbera. It's so weird.
1: You know what's pretty, okay, you know what I have to mention regarding uh, Boomerang? Is yeah. that they do all these like little commercials in between where all the cartoons are hanging out in the lounge or something and it's kind of like uh, like they're actors at a movie studio and everybody's at the commissaries. Uh-huh. That's exactly what it's like. You know, I'm wondering I'm like, well, shit I wonder if Top Cat were around right now he'd probably be like the Bernie made-off of all those people. <laughs> <laughs> just conning everybody
0: out of their
1: podiums. Their exactly. Take them, take them all their money, and then, of course, get caught, and then end up in jail. Yeah,
0: I was just looking at the stuff in the 70s. The 70s, I didn't even... I guess the 60s is more of the heyday, because everybody knows, I would say probably 75% of those are still household names. You get to the what? 70s, and it gets weird. And I don't remember a lot of these. Uh, we'll do it in another episode, but man, it's gonna take a lot of research, and I'm not sure we have that kind of brain power. Um, some of these I kind of comprehend. Like the Harlem the Globetrotters, or Harlem Globetrotters cartoon. Josie and the Pussycat. Where's Huddles? I don't remember where's Huddles. The Pebbles and Bam Bam show. Help! It's a hair bear oh, bunch. Yes. Funky Phantom. The Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan, which I don't think I'm even allowed to discuss. I feel like I'm racist just bringing that up. <laughs>
1: Good lord, yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ! Did they not realize the hell that was? Oh, can yeah, I forget? We already discussed Hong Kong Foo, yeah. Yeah,
0: right? well, I know we've never oh. actually did, we've never done Hong Kong Fui. We thought about doing it, we've never oh, actually done it because we were gonna do Hong Kong Fui and Captain Caveman a long time ago. We just never did. Uh, mm. Wait till your father gets home. The Roman Holiday, Sea Lab. Okay, so a lot of these are spinoffs too. Butch casting the Sundance Kids. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Holy
1: crap. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, crazy.
0: though. Yeah, there's a lot in here. Oh, my God. The 70s is going to take a couple episodes, because I haven't even heard of half of these. This is going to be tough. My Lord. Tough.
1: We'll have to divide it up. Justin and the Pussycats.
0: Yeah. Skatebirds? Come on. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. You made that up.
1: Uh, <laughs> Wikipedia is crazy. I... <laughs> okay, Funky Phantom. I slightly remember Funky Phantom.
0: Okay, Phantom. I watched it, and I was really hoping that it would be like, uh, what's up, cats? Let's go solve some mysteries. And it's not. It's just like another... He sounds exactly like Snagglepuss. He's just like, oh, kids, let's go solve a mystery.
1: That does not exactly sound so funky. Yeah, it doesn't sound funky at all. <laughs> no, but it does, get, does, does make me question Snagglepuss a bit. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking <laughs>
0: right... Wasn't there a thing on Saturday Live
1: about him? Yes. Um, Bobby Moynihan played him. It was when Prop 8 got passed in California, which is bullshit. I'm so glad it got repealed. Um... Yeah, he was basically saying how horrible it was. Disgusting even. And how he was married to Gazoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, okay. I didn't know this Al Cap, the guy who created little Abner, um, created Shmoo. And I guess it was <laughs> it was sold to Hanna Barbera. Uh, he went on to be in his own show, Fred and Barney meet the Shmoo, then the new Fred and Barney Shmoo uh, Fred and Barney show. Then, the Flintstones comedy show, The New Shmoo, um, then added, okay, The New Shmoo, where he solved mysteries. God, did Hanna-Barbera have any new ideas in the 70s? That is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I don't think they did, because uh, all they were, I mean, there was, like I said, Jabberjaw, and, you know, Face, but those didn't really take off too much. Of course, they did different reiter- reiterations of Scooby Doo, like Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, and yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so many Scooby Doo's, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, but it still it still holds up. Kids still love it these days. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this episode was actually a
0: lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to go an hour and still have stuff left over to do, and it didn't. Um, frankly, I'm getting older, and I feel like we're padding a lot. So hey, why not? If we're done,
1: we're done, right? I guess. Yeah. As the Stevie Nick once said. Children get older, and I'm getting older too. Of course, I'm the only one. Probably a million holes in her nose from all the cocaine I did. Those years. <laughs> but um, she did. But so, she did get inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. Uh,
0: we're thinking about putting together a book version, uh, an e-book. You know, you know, it'd be like really cheap, like you know, ten bucks or something. You know, don't have to deal with the publisher. Just an ebook collecting our thoughts of all the cartoons that we've discussed over the last five or six years. And um, I want to make sure it's worth my time to put this together. So let me know if you think that's a good idea. It's going to be slightly different than the podcast. We more, yeah, I mean, we kind of ramble on. We just read off Wikipedia. This is more thinking about our personal experiences and, and what we thought, if it's a worthy show, if there's anything significant we really liked or disliked. Something like that. That's a kind of a general concept of it. It's only going to be probably about 200 pages, 10 bucks. seems like a good deal. it kind of give you something more tangible. Well, it's an ebook, so I guess you print it up and make it tangible. Um, if that's something you're interested in, please let us know. And, and let us know if any cartoons that we've missed so far that you want us to discuss. I mean, we sure get covered. If you have anime ideas that I can pass on to John, because like I said, he and his friends are going to take over for a while and do their like a spin-off of this. It's still going to be called Back in Tunes, but it's just going to be all anime-focused. And um, our Patreon is up under Retro Rock Entertainment. That's a network for all of our shows. Uh, donate if you want to uh, help us pay some of our bills. Uh, help me get a new recorder because if you've been a longtime fan, you'll notice that since it's been a little flat sounding lately because I'm using the mic on my computer and not
1: my Tascam. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I can tell. It always sounds good to me, kid.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking straight to you. That's different. You, you, unless, oh, that's you're, unless you're listening to the podcast, I can't listen to myself after editing. I'm like, I'm so sick of my own voice.
1: <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. It just, it just feels so embarrassing. It's like, yeah, you know, you did great in the, in the play, but then when you watch yourself, you're like, I can't do this. This is weird. Yeah, just I, let me go into the other room.
0: Well, it's 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 because you don't sound anything like you think you would. You're like, oh, my voice no. is manly. It doesn't sound scratching nasally at all, and you listen to it. Uh, baby, baby. Lady! <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs>
1: well, don't just do something. Sit there. <laughs> okay, so
0: <laughs> that is it. Uh, check us out on Twitter under Retro Rock Entertainment. Uh, Facebook, same thing. There's a Back in Tunes page set up for all the cartoons. Uh, you'll notice that I was airing a lot from season two just to fill in the time while
1: we got new episodes going. And, uh, Jacob, send us out. All right. Okay, y'all, everybody, have a good day. And remember, as Michael and I would say, be excellent to each other.